Hi, welcome to another PSD cast from Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Pervasive Display's Scott Song, and uh, well, we're going to talk about the user interface. Isn't that a big space? Welcome to the show, Scott. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, thanks for having me on the show. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad to have you because uh, our primary focus is um, power engineering and energy efficiency, and the latter of that has become so critically important that today, if you're even remotely interested in energy efficient and efficient power design in a system, you have to be aware of every peripheral from your sensors to your display, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and at pervasive you know, displays, that's, that's really where we put our focus which is being the most energy-efficient uh, display in the world. Really? Now, that's actually very good because, well, let's, let's go over some of the ground first before we get into where you're going with it. The, next to the RF, I mean, the display is, of course, the biggest power consumer, but then you've got that issue of consumers want a beautiful, clean display, right? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, the, with the... With the e-paper display, what we, you know, most e-paper display is black and white, and now we have a black, white, and red, and so it is about uh, delivering high contrast and a very clean display that shows the information very cleanly. Well, and obviously, uh, there are going to be application spaces where e-paper is going to be superior, and some application spaces where it's not. I'm assuming that you're going to be focusing on the spaces where e-paper is the obvious solution and or not necessarily maybe e-paper maybe they might be looking at cholesteric lcd or some other bi-stable technology but then that then that comes to a point where uh what your solution does uh is better or more advantageous for the user so i'm very curious to where you're coming from with your e-paper technology right right so kind of as we look across the spectrum of different display technologies that certainly uh, e-papers does not answer all the questions uh, and does not solve all the, the problems um, in cases where you do need color a lot of color or you need video uh, e-paper is clearly not the solution however in a lot of cases where um, users are looking at an interface in, the, in a very quick fashion, you know, three to five seconds. They're looking for information that's helpful to help them make decisions quickly. And where the, the uh, user interface is very clean cut and straightforward, I think ePaper is a very good solution. Now, I, I don't uh, have a lot of, of experience with uh, Clostoric or other uh, display technologies that I, I have had some um, experiences with uh, transflective and reflective technology, and based on what I've seen so far, mm -hmm. uh, e-papers really, uh, e-ink especially, which is the technology that we use, is quite interesting because it, it uh, it's bi-stable, which um, by definition means that it consumes no energy when it's when it's uh, displaying, when it's static. Mm -hmm. And so what that really means is if you need a, a set of information to be there for uh, quite some time, uh, all you need to do is update once and then uh, when, and that's when the, the energy is consumed and after that there's, there's uh, no additional energy consumption. Right. Well, you know, Scott, the first thing that jumps to my mind when I think about an application space that is very well suited for e-paper, the entire space of IoT wearables and uh, peripheral devices is a perfect application space because they uh, have power 
heavy, heavy power budgets. They have um, usually only one peripheral task, so they don't require a tremendous amount of uh, user interface variety. But that single message that they give, be it a heart rate monitor or a call wearer, you know, a caller ID ring or, you know, some other mm. piece of IoT wearable, I think e-paper lends itself very well because those are extremely small displays. They have to be very clear and very graphic. And as you point out, they'll often need to display that information for a reasonably long period of time without any power consumption. Right, right. And, and the first step, you know, our most uh, popular applications is actually not a wearable, but it's an IoT application. It's, it's the price tag. So as you step oh. into any uh, any store, uh, for example, in Europe and uh, increasingly so, and, and uh, less so in the U.S., the U.S. is just starting, um, you'll, you'll start to find e-paper displays being used in, in shelf labels in, in supermarkets and in stores. So, for example, well, recently... Uh, if I may jump in, Scott... Sure. I, I actually live in Germany, and I can vouch that the, the uh, Drogerie Mart down the street from me, all of their tags are e-paper tags. Okay. Yeah, and then ha- have you recently uh, gone to um, Media Saturn? Um, so Media Mart or Saturn? Yes, they Saturn? also have. Correct, correct. Yeah, so, I, uh, Saturn, there's a Saturn right down the street from me. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, but, so um, it's, it's, yeah, it's it, actually quite interesting. The, uh, well, and the, the beautiful part what, about that is... Uh, if I may jump in again, I apologize, Scott, but, you know, um, what I like is if they have to change pricing or they have to organize anything, they can change all the pricing without anybody running around and moving little tags on the shelf. Right. And I'm assuming right. that they probably have some kind of electronics to make sure that what's on the shelf behind the tag is actually the stuff that's supposed to be there. Yeah, so actually the uh, the tag itself wakes up um, and checks in every 15 seconds. And then uh, to make sure that there's no price updates or information mm-hmm. updates, and the information being shown on the sh- on, on, this, on, on the label actually is not only prices, but promotions or what is the pricing on uh, Amazon or competing websites, um, or mm-hmm. the latest information that, that 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 the user needs to that the product needs to communicate with the with the consumer. And what's more is uh, and, and Scott uh, these tags. And these tags aren't big. I mean, the ones that I've seen at Saturn at the, and at the Drugery Mart, uh, they're like an inch by three inches or an inch by two and a half inches. They're not very right. large tags. Right. Well, I, they run a variety of sizes from, from like what you're saying, smaller displays to larger displays. But by and large, they run on coin cell batteries, and they last. Um, they do maybe uh, two to four updates a day, uh, and uh, they, last, they will last for five years. On, on a single button battery or, or a few button batteries, depending on the size. Hey, I got, I got a great idea for a display app that I just thought of. You can have it for nothing, or any of the audience people that want to run with it. Why not put an e-paper display in the shoe instead of having it report to your uh, smartphone, just look at the sole of your feet and see how far you ran? <laughs> well, it's... it's uh, it could take it's the shot. Absolutely, it can. It's just, uh, you know, there are people that are experimenting with it, absolutely, uh, without disclosing that, that's, too much. that's something. Or, or baby shoes that tell you how, how much the kid weighs, you know, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I, I, absolutely. Well, on, you know, on, 
you know, what we tend to focus on is less on um, pervasive, that is. There, uh, you know, we, we focus less on, uh, on, on consumer and more on, you know, uh, industrial and B2B vertical. Or B2C and or so what we do have, yeah, so what we do have is folks that are looking to put, put, um, put displays into wearables for medical devices, for example, you know, where, where you know, there are items that require them to understand how much dosage that they've taken. Well, or, I, I have or, a great, you know, that's actually a good one, Scott. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Intelligent labels on medicines, on bottles, on syringes, on, well, anything like that. That's a great uh, application space. Correct. And then increasingly, as the, you know, the average age of, of people are, are increasing, what they need is, is a display that allows them to read easier. Um, mm-hmm. And an e-paper display is that. You can zoom in on an e-paper display. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's paper-like, and so it's very easy in the, on the eye, um, mm-hmm. and it's very easy mm-hmm. to read. Yeah. Well, and, and like and I said, you could change the font if you have a problem. You could always go to thirty point, forty point type if you dropped your glasses. Well, exactly. And and then the key thing about the display is, is again, it's just black and white. It's so easy to read. And the people that used to that that typically design, the, you know, when they design a, a UI for e-paper display, it's, it's you know, the, again, the focus is on the information. It's not on the you know on the music or the video. It's 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 Explain the information in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I have a great application. You know, again, I apologize. Whenever I talk to my guests, I, I okay. love talking to Please my guests because I always get these, you know, great ideas from all their fantastic technology. But how about since you've got red now, you're saying, and I want to go into that a little bit, but since you've got mm-hmm. red now, I would make a tag that the, my, the, the chef has to wear at the uh, deli that, you know, has a countdown timer from the last time he washed his hands. How about that? That wears a tag on his vest so everybody can see it. Yeah, you know that's that's a great application. There's, um, you know, in in fast food restaurants, there's a lot of folks that um, it, timing is very sensitive. From you know how how long your fries are in the fryer, for example, um, you know how big uh, how how long the the burgers are have been cooking. Sometimes there's so many tasks that are happening that the users uh, are not aware. And so we've actually been built into in, 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 into uh, let's call it let's call it kitchen appliances, where folks mm-hmm. are are wanting to remind uh, the 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 people working in the kitchen when the next next task is, and then mm-hmm. you know what they need to do next um, and how quickly. And so we've been built into buttons, we've been built into bulletin boards. So it's it's a variety of different applications where people think that they need to be uh, to be aware. Of what's happening? Well, you know, and um, that's that's the beautiful thing about like as I was saying, there are application spaces where everybody wants a quad HD OLED, but for an indicator on a rotisserie or on a toaster oven or you know or on any appliance or any white good, if you think about it, or any any smart device actually. A smart device only needs a certain amount of information to display. So, frankly, uh, I, I, I wouldn't find it hard to believe that ePaper will eventually become the de facto uh, display tech for, you know, for remote IoT devices just because of the fact that it's uh, high contrast, low power, and uh, long lifetime. Yeah, I mean, the, the, key, the key thing you, you put the uh, – really, you're having the nail on the head, which is really it's – 
you know, low, low power is the key to it because um, if you don't have to run a wire to it, if 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 it needs to be just anywhere where a paper could be, I I I really don't think there's a lot of choices. Um, if you need to dif- display information, not worry about battery changes over time. If you need to uh, display information where the only um, energy harvesting is is possible, uh, there there there's really not a lot of choices for you to choose from. And um, you know that are, and and that at the same time is our manifest as a company, which is to uh, become the pervasive interface for the, the to the connected world. Because we, we see that increasingly people will want information on around them because as they walk into any environment, information will be tweeted and updated all the time. And you can't imagine a, a space where you have to, you know, every single time you want to put a display somewhere, you want you need to hire an electrician to come in and, and wire the place. And so they'll want these either battery-driven or, 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 or energy-harvesting displays that are connected to the entire environment. And it, they want it to be natural. You, you know, it, you want to look at information where you expect information to be, um, not, not where it's easy to run energy uh, or, or, or power mm-hmm. lines, right? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. There, there will be increasing, uh, increasingly a lot more uh, use of these kind of very energy-efficient displays. So now let's um, talk a little bit more, if you don't mind, about your company specifically. What okay. um, you know? What exactly? Because E-Ink's been around a while, um, and uh, there are you know Kent displays, and as you were mentioning the other uh, technologies, but it's we, it just, just that space. Um, there is some other competition. So what are you doing to put pervasive above uh, the rest? Okay. Um, well, we, we, we like to think that we're in the spec, you know, we're a Mons, very good company. Um, Kent Technology certainly has been around and it's a very, it's a wonderful technology. Uh, and, and we happen to, when I started the company uh, and started into this technology a while back, I was working with uh, MIT, a bunch of folks from MIT and I'm friends with the inventor of this technology, Ian Barrett Kaminsky and Joe Jacobs. Mm-hmm. And they invited me to come and work on this technology with them. And at the time, they were, yeah, so they were just working on, I still remember at the time, we had just finished, uh, or started working on uh, some project, uh, uh, one laptop per child, we were working on displays for kids in, in, you know, for education in Africa and and different places. Right. Yeah, and, 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 you know, it, it occurred to me that this, you know, really energy is so very important because most people don't you know, in their homes don't have any power. And, and so, um, and, and that occurred to me that most places around the world, you know, as, if you, as you look around, don't have power outside of our homes or our offices. Um, you know, energy is pretty scarce. And so, when, once I started looking into this, it was very interesting for me that that there's this technology where, you know, they're very focused on, at the time, I think they were looking, working on the Sony Librier. Um, this is before the Amazon Kindle came out. And we started looking at this mm-hmm. technology and how the, it could be applied into uh, in industrial environments, right? So the area right. that we looked into immediately really was shelf labels, medical devices, logistics and manufacturing, uh, access and identification. You know, you know for example, the, the, the wearable that I, I like to focus on is, uh, for example, batches. 
you know, what, what, when you, yeah, badges for, for industrial use for access, right? If you walk into a space that you're not supposed to be in, could your badge tell you that you're not supposed to be there? (laughs) Good one. Right. Yeah. So other people can look at your badge and go, oh, I shouldn't be talking to this person. Or Uh, this person's um, not, not what they're supposed to be. Yeah, well, I, 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 I can definitely vouch for hijinks with badges. I used to be Army Intelligence, and, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've known people do everything from wear a Mickey Mouse, you know, swap out a picture of Mickey Mouse in their badge to see if anybody's paying attention to uh, mm-hmm. literally just uh, forgetting it at home and, and uh, trying to talk their way past the gate guard, you know. So right. having intelligent badges will stop a lot of that. And you can even issue someone a badge, blank badge, and if they have the right RFID or the right password, then boom, the badge becomes theirs all of a sudden. Right. And, and, and we also have folks that are using it for tracking, so real-time location systems, right? So they, um, you know, in the environment, there's triangulation or, for example, they, uh, they use their badge with ultra-wide band um, chips and, and what ends up happening is that they, you know, the location and then the ability to communicate using a very light badge uh, is meaningful because sometimes you're in a site where you're not able to, uh, you, that you, you want to communicate certain information or, or you want somebody else to communicate to you certain information and you need the, the ability to acknowledge. So maybe you're in an oil field or you're in some sort of a site where it's there's not a lot of infrastructure, but people need to send you information to, you know, get out of danger's way or, you know, to come back to, to find some information, you know, to, to look at the newest information given by, by, by the site manager. Um, the, these are all ways, you know, currently there's, you know, maybe walkie-talkie, there's cell phone, but those are, you know, if you're, out, if you're outdoor and working in, in a harsh environment, it's pretty difficult, um, you know, if you're, like if there's a bidirectional. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and if there's you know a, a simple bidirectional device that you know is that you're wearing around your neck, it's it's fairly easy to use, and and people or use on your around. sleeve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the the military, for example, uses uh, that's an application that they they, they they use, or even quarterbacks, right? I was watching the game. Good point. Yeah. Or actually, in that case, I would mount it on the sleeve. I'd mount it above the uh, center's butt, I guess. Make it easier. Oh, because then, then you could go with a bigger screen. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, I guess that. But and, and, no, I, I, you know, I, I get what you mean, though. There's, but there are actually, I mean, you could you could go through a bunch of sports, and not just sports businesses, as you were saying earlier, warehousing. I mean, you you. you your arm would get tired pointing at all the places you could use uh, smart badges and smart tags. I mean, it's it's really where paper uh, is used today. Um, you know, one one of my favorite applications, for example, Alex, is is um, uh, reusable transfer items. So these are plastic totes and bins that go into warehouses that are used in uh, manufacturing, and so they're you know working instructions or kanban cards that people. You know, literally, these pieces of paper are printed once, looked at once or twice, and then they're they're disposed of. And you know, in 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 a factory where constantly you're, you're providing 
uh, new information to the person that's at the station on what to do with the device in front of them that's you know rolling uh, across the the manufacturing line. I mean, it's information is vital, and and you can you know, if you're able to um, just provide clear, succinct information to these people, uh, then they could do their jobs, you know, without flipping to the right page or, you know, it, it, it's it's both environmentally friendly and it makes sense as a use case. And, so often and it would improve reliability. It would improve everything because if you even, because as you change procedures, you could update these virtual manuals and uh, it would be a right. seamless transition to the work floor. Correct, because a lot of time is actually spent on, on on change orders, and what people have to do then, you know, in in many of these factories, there are booklets of of instructions, and then you're counting on individuals flipping to the right page, and then when there's any change orders, then these booklets are centralized into a location where somebody else has to make sure that the right pages are inserted to all the booklets at the right time and redispersed. And that tends to be a pretty tedious task. Whereas, you know, intuitively what we want is if there's an, uh, I, you know, a location and uh, your your booklet or, or your instruction gets to the right place, it just displays the information that needs to be shown to the right place. That you need, exactly. Very nice. Yeah. So, Scott, um, how do people get more information? Where do they go? What's your URL? Oh, it's uh, www.pervasivedisplays.com. So it's a, it's a mouthful. But uh, it's and, you know, on our website, we have a variety of different things uh, from display kits and, and specs. And um, we also are a big advocate of open source. So you can get, uh, you know, we have an open source website called repaper.com.org that you can go to. And um, for for down, if you're a maker and you're looking for just you know code um, that you can use in 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 your Arduino or Raspberry Pi, uh, we support that. Um, there are also a variety of kits that we feature on the website. So these are um, our customers and partners that happen to have um, created kits that other people can buy and use off DigiKey. And so there, there's a variety of things that that are available on our website. Um, very cool. Scott, um, the reason I was asking that is, unfortunately, this is a podcast we don't have all the time in the world, although I've got to bring you back. This is a fantastic topic, and I want to talk about it some more. Uh, but for now, I'm going to have to let you go. But before I do, I always give my guests the last word in the show, so it could be a little bit more about uh, the app space or something about the company and its product or just a tip for our audience, and the floor is yours. Thank you, Alex. You know, as as uh, as one looks at, at at the overall display space and the variety of different technologies that can be, that can be used, um, one you know one of the the most important elements is is really energy consumption. And if energy consumption is a huge factor in your design, I, I really think pervasive displays uh, should be considered. Uh, e ink is is a very mature technology that. That has been used in in the millions, and it's reliable uh, and and uh, pervasive displays. I I like to think that we do a very good job supporting our customers in their design and process across a variety of different applications. Well, thank you, Scott. I can definitely vouch for the maturity of the marketplace. Um, I saw my first e-ink display. 
20 years ago? Gosh, I almost forget. But yeah, uh, that's about the right. bottom line is it's a, it's a mature technology. Well, I remember when, when Paul Derzak, Derzak, I forget to pronounce his last name, when, when I went and saw the first Blinky Square demo that they mm. had. And uh, to think of how, how the technology has matured, it is, it is time to railroad. I agree with you completely, Scott. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on the show. And like I said, we'll bring you back. We'll talk some more about this at another time, okay? It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, the pleasure is mine. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Pulse for Power Systems Design. Have a great day.